Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My Mate Records, the show where we teach you and each other about whatever, we want to talk about. about whatever things we feel like we don't know anything about. Caution: This podcast contains bad language, like shit and fuck and motherfucker and Machiavellian. Also, we talk about sex in the form of sex jokes. Yeah. A lot. We just do it. That's we just, just do it. that's it's just, just our inherent. Who we are. But they say people who make sex jokes or like have a dirty sense of humour are actually like higher formed beings, so oh. there you go. Well those people can suck my righteous <laughs> cock. <laughs> Hi there, Claire Hello, David. I am excited, Rooney, for this week. I Are could you? not be more. I am. Because I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, David, and I said, yes. And I said, David, what you need to do <laughs> is come up with a uh, episode idea for the podcast this week. Yes. And then my wife said, you know who I really want to talk about? And I said, shut up, woman. <laughs> As is the usual discourse between me and my wife. <laughs> Funniest part about that what? is the idea of that conversation actually taking place, or in a, in matter of fact, you telling anyone on the planet, regardless of their gender identity, to shut up. Particularly you uttering the word "shut up, woman" <laughs> to my wife, who, if I ever did, would, would. deliver a swift kick <laughs> to my ever shrinking testes. Um, uh, M wanted to know, my darling wife wanted to know about Machiavelli. Yes, and we knew nothing about it. Well, I knew, I knew nothing, nothing other than it meant cunning, scheming, yes. evil genius is what I've got in my head. Yeah, all I, all I knew was that it was a word that it was an adjective that yeah. some people used and that I have never used in my life. I'm going to say, mm. I, I knew it was a person. Ah. And I'm going to say. I didn't even know that. I'm going to say Italian because it sounds like a pizza. Machiavelli. Machiavelli. You are correct. We are in Italy. Okay. Take me there, Claire. Paint a picture. <laughs> cue sound effects. Cue, cue the smell of pepperoni Ooh. and rose, rosemary. Shall I provide a soundscape? <laughs> hey, you're Mario. Luigi. <laughs> Don't trip I over lived my with pizza. I a massage therapist when I lived in the UK in a share house where there was one bathroom and eight people lived in it oh, with a God. massage therapist named Mario and I would make that joke with my best friend quite regularly and now I realise that is deeply culturally inappropriate and I want to apologise to Mario the masseuse. <laughs> I do as well for making <laughs> for fun of his culture right now. <laughs> <laughs> You made me to live with me. Sometimes okay. you describe episodes from your life and they make me tired. <laughs> your life makes me tired is what you just said to me. In the sense of I cannot imagine living the varied, interesting, wild you, you've barely been here longer than I have, but you've lived such a full and inter- met so many cool people. And I've written some plays. That's what it feels like. That's why you're in my life. Yeah. Also, to teach me about Machiavelli. Go. Okay, right. So we're, he is born in Nikolai. Machiavelli is born in 1469 in the Republic at the time. 69. 
Yes, we could. Good <laughs> sex, yes. In the Republic of Florence. Yep. And at the time, there are popes. They're like waging wars against Italian city-states. Everyone is falling from power. Everyone's creating alliances. Governments are like rising and falling all over the fucking place. And it's like politics is messy, okay? Luckily, we've gotten over that. <laughs> Lucky. With 21st we have, century we have civilization. Out a system that Oof, works. Okay. Really robust and stable now. So in 1494... Florence ousted the Medicis, who had been in charge of, who had ruled Florence for like 60 years. They ousted them and they become a republic. So, they become so the Medicis republic. were like a royal family-ish that they just chucked out. They're like, whatever happened to get rid of the Medicis? Why are the Medicis in my head is a big important thing? Like that rings a faint Italian bell in the back <laughs> of my brain. I have no idea actually. I'm drawing, I feel like there's something. There would in... be something. Well, well they be... come back in the story, so they okay. must be a big deal. They are characters in Assassin's Creed. We're dealing in Assassin's Creed 2 like, territory. Are. Yes. Okay, so... By this point, Machiavelli is a writer and he writes lots of things. He writes, um, is very clever, goes to school, great guy, writing plays, writing comedies, writing political essays, doing all sorts of stuff. And so when they become a republic, he gets involved in government and he has a job in the government writing official government documents. He is a big deal. Like they send him off to pacify leaders of riots and so be like, oi, fuckheads. Pull your head in. How old is he at this point? Was nine fourteen ninety four, and he was born in fourteen sixty nine. Oh, maths! 69. Talk about What's making that? me tired. I don't know. <laughs> a date, a number. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's he is however many years yeah, old at yeah. this point. He's in his twenties. Yeah. So he's like, he's he's banishing people who won't go along with the ideas. He's pacifying riots. He is seeing cr- the crazy shit that popes are doing all under the guise of religion. He's being like, hmm, I think this is a problem. He's hanging out with other leaders. He's traveling to like France and Spain. He's meeting, um, he's meeting other rulers and he is in the political thick of it and loving his job. He's very in, he's very fashionable. Yes. He's very like... He's on trend. Oh, great. Politically. Okay. He even creates a militia for Florence because at the time people are just using mercenaries and paying people to fight. They can come from whenever. And Nikolai is like, mm, I think this system is flawed. Indeed. Because then people have no allegiance and That's they can right. just swap sides. And He's we've seen that happening a lot. In Game of Thrones especially. You watch yeah. that, you know, you never trust a so sellsword. So he's like, oi, all the farmers and young men around here, we should join and we should create... Um, a union, cute. No, <laughs> yeah, we should create a citizen army. Yeah, right. Like so a union, but violent. Like, <laughs> like, a, like a union, but with guns. Yeah, great. And so he creates this citizen army, and he is the ruler of this army. He's the commander, and he um, they defeat Pisa in fifteen and nine. So the system is working. Is that when Pisa fell over a bit? Like I read, oh, yeah. Why might, is it? Why I has it fallen? That's a an episode. Strong wind. That is an episode. They're it's all... the it's the foundations, isn't it? Like moving. That sounds about right. Or I believe did that. The if sculptor you told me. build it and fucked his like. Maybe maths. all of the people at, in Pisa were like that. They, they were, were on an on angle. An angle. <laughs> and that's why they were fucking easy to defeat with a Florentine militia. Well, there you go. Because they uh, were with on a, a farm, With a farming militia. Yeah, they just crept up from well, behind you know, them and there got, we go. the right... <laughs> got the right side. <laughs> got the right side. All right, so at 1513. Couldn't turn around quick. They had a big. <laughs> they had a big, a big swing. A big, a big turning, turning circle. circle. <laughs> a 
and that's what he trained them to do and he won. Yeah, great. Okay, great. Because he's clever. Okay. So the Medicis, backed by Pope Julius in 1513, used Spanish troops to defeat Machiavelli's Florentine army. Oh. I know. So he was anti-Pope. Or the Pope had he's, something. He's like proud. We should be a republic. Oh, and well, so, that's dangerous. What are we in? We're in early 1500s. Yeah. That's way too early for mm-hmm. anti-religious too talk. Too ahead of his time. Machiavelli, calm your So palm. then the Florentine city-state and the republic are then disfo- dissolved mm-hmm. and he is banished. Oh, mate. The Medicis have him imprisoned for conspiracy theories and he's like, this is a crock of shit. Yeah. So then his only option is he ends up getting out of jail but he's still banished so he retires and he writes and he researches political systems does he go and research his family history like all retirees do and <laughs> yeah he gets on genealogy.com yeah, and he self-publishes <laughs> his a, family history an erotic novel <laughs> <laughs> that's actually fan fiction great so he is like, he's a bit bummed because he can't be politically involved anymore, um, but he hangs out in intellectual circles. But so this year that he is ousted, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's ousted, he's pissed off with the Medicis, he's pissed off with the way that everything works. So he um, writes something, <laughs> he writes a, like an essay. Okay. And the essay is called The Prince, is what it is named. And it is... Um, framed as advice for current and future monarchs is how it is sold. This was a thing that lots of people did, and they were were called mirrors for princes, and it was like writers or um, people being like, hey, if you're a leader, this is what you should do. Um, So this was a form that they wrote. Like Like blogging. Like like fucking blogging, but like Hamilton, like the pamphlet. Yeah, right. Where he's like, I fucked another lady. Yeah, pamphlets are a whole thing. So this is like one of those. Your rendition of Hamlet there, by the way, was (laughs) stunning. Of Hamilton. Of Hamilton, beg your pardon. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. I fucked another lady. That's for mm. you again. Lin so he's Manuel written this lyricism is something else. Yes. In the midst of his rage, he writes a pamphlet, right, called The Prince, being like, this is what fucking princes should do if you want to be in charge. Right. The Prince, he essentially writes about tyranny. Right. <laughs> and he pretty much is completely unconcerned in this paper by morality, oh. and it's uh, it's all about like what you need to do to maintain power is whatever it fucking takes. Oh, Machiavelli is what he said. Yes. Mate. So, for example, he suggests that princes consider all of the bad shit that they would need to do to really truly gain power. Mm-mm. So, like, write a list. Write a list of what you would really need to do. Uh, kill all the people. Kill these people, take over this you. land, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And he, <laughs> Machiavelli's like, do that on one day. Oh, right, day one. Go in hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Achieve total reign. Brutality. <laughs> Brutality. And he talks about taking over land, oppressing religious minorities. Great. He tells princes to keep up appearances of being virtuous and generous. Do those things that you need to do to be loyal to your people. But sure. also, if someone fucking comes for you... Be a bloodthirsty you motherfucker. take them down because all that matters is that you are in charge. Right. He is quoted to have said, it is much safer to be feared than loved. These are other quotes that were in the Prince um, paper. If an injury has to be done to a man, it should be so severe that his vengeance need not be feared. Oh. Never was anything great achieved without danger. 
The first method for estimating the intelligence of a ruler is to look at the men he has around him. That's a good one. That's a great one because, like, that's 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 excellent now. Yeah, indeed. But even just like friendship groups. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, which when you and I hang out all the time, that's a problem. We bring down. (laughs) You bring down my average. Bring down my average. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell! This is another one. The lion cannot protect himself from traps. The fox cannot defend himself from wolves. One must therefore be a fox to recognise traps and a lion to frighten wolves. I get the point he's going for, but the metaphor gets a bit complicated. He could yeah, well, have been a touch more Well, he's angry and he's pissed off. He's just I been know, fired. He's he loves about his job. And foxes he's upset. And... Basically, the whole fucking paper is like, if you are in charge, step your fucking pussies up and keep it, keep it together. Right. Don't let... Someone else come and take your shit. Which many contemporary political thinkers still think like, I yeah. imagine. Yes. Look after yourself, get to the top, fucking take down whatever you need to take down to yeah. get there. So, it's understandably when you think of the context he's in while he's writing this. He's pretty upset about what's happened. Um, so are we supposed to be... Are you bummed. steering the ship in such a way that we're supposed to be sympathetic for this man? I think so, a little bit. Why? Because then what happens? Oh, here we go. Is over the next few decades, and amidst the like European war of religion, the Catholics and the Protestants are fighting about who Again, is better. Thank God we've figured that out. <laughs> yeah, like, well, thankfully we've reached world real, peace. Yeah, that's right. So everyone's fighting, and people now, decades later, start reading the prints mm. and reading it as fact. Reading it as this is a Bible, this is yeah. a manual. Literal truth. This is literal. This is a manual of a how to take charge yeah so then people are fucking pissed off with him and are like this guy is diabolical and even then by the end of the century shakespeare then uses the word machiavel to describe an amoral opportunist which is now why we use machiavellian as a synonym for yeah Cunning. Cunning so evil. it's Shakespeare who put it into oh, our lexicon. Good old Shakespeare. As an adjective. He got it. Well, I had no idea there was a Shakespeare connection. Did you even know, though, then the word has a contemporary psychiatric connection? No, what? Like you can diagnose someone as a Machiavellian. As being Machiavellian. No, I had no idea. I so that refers term. to mm-hmm. a personality trait which sees a person so focused on their own interests that they will manipulate, deceive, and exploit others to achieve their goals. Wow, we. Machiavellianism is one of the traits in what is called the dark triad. Oh. The other two being narcissism and being a psychopath. So right. if you have all three of those qualities, it's like right. you, you you're fucking, you Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, you get a Horcrux for each one. <laughs> exactly, but they also kind of say that Trump has examples of oh, the Oh, no triad. kidding. I know, that's shock. You heard Shocking. it here first. Hot take, Trump's unstable. <laughs> so. Imagine your name being equated with a psychiatric illness this is what i find most fascinating the way my family is going story though so you dave you're a bit grumpy yes. someone's upset I beg you your pardon fuck off <laughs> someone's upset you and you record a grumpy 
YouTube video or you write an angry Facebook sure. post or a grumpy blog. Some things I, I would have never done that in my younger days ever. <laughs> Unleashed my vengeance and fury about something online. People then take it very seriously mm. and think it is a doctrine and a way to yeah. behave. And people are like... How dare you burden me? <laughs> this is this is a burden big, philosophy. You big burden. That douchebag's such a burden. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, that's insane. So then people start researching him and actually reading the paper mm. and going a bit like later on, and kind of going, actually, what we think he is doing is that he's just an unsentimental realist who ultimately. <laughs> wants peace and recognises there is greater good of political stability is better than the shit tactics that you may have to get there. So he's just someone who believes in the fact that, or in kind of like the ancient Greeks did, Mm. that the glory of the state Mm. is more important than individual salvation. Right. So he already is he is of the belief that he's dismissing religion and the impact of yeah. religion on yeah. and he's like politics are important. People are important. Sure. Political stability is important. This sure. is ultimately what the paper was saying. That's later theorists have read it and going, I think this is actually what it was. A broader point. A broader or, point or they've that looked he was at the broader context of his writing. Yes. And gone. There's an overall message here. You yes. can't just take this one. Which what they believe is, um, is that it was a warning to people perceived it as a kind of how to guide yeah, okay. for monarchs. But it was a bit ironic. But he thinks it's it's a warning to free citizens of how they can be subjugated by dictators because this is what he's just literally experienced yeah, and why his sure. life is so shit right now. But it's also like an FYI to be like, hey. These are the shitty things they could fucking they do. do. Be aware. Um, which is the reason why he is now called the father of modern political philosophy oh. or political science. Shit. But also simultaneously the name for a dark triad of psychiatric illness. Yes. And like if you are the most like fucking cunning, scheming, unscrupulous, an adjective to describe you like that. He died. That's brain fuckery. In 1582, he uh, 1527, right at age of 58. Right. So he lived for another 14 years after he was ousted, and mm. he just wrote lots of political papers. He wrote lots of things. Sure. Um, and he's buried in Florence, and his epitaph reads: epitaph, 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 epitaph reads: epitaph, epitaph. Um, so great a name was no adequate praise or no eulogy would be a match for such a great name. One of the final letters that he wrote was in it he said we need to to a friend we need to learn the way to hell to be free from it. That's a complicated statement isn't it? <laughs> so we need to learn how fucked the world is and learn how the shitty things that people will do to then be able to dismantle systems. That's very Anakin Skywalker. That's very like approach the dark side. Not so, that you would get that reference because you haven't watched the Star, Star Wars. Wars oh, that's a great episode topic. Star Wars. Yes. I'm going to teach you about Star that's Wars. That's a great episode. Oh my gosh. Okay. But imagine like, this is what I find it really interesting about this. Imagine writing a thing and then people misconstruing it. Or maybe not. We don't know what he intended yeah, to well, that's write right. about it. But then 
<laughs> well, imagine writing a whole body of work yes. and then your audience going, only picking out. I like, like that one grumpy thing you wrote in the farm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that time that you were really pissed off and felt shit and your boss had just fired you. Yeah. That thing. That, that thing, thing I'm going to take as representative. Not that thing that you've researched for years. Not mm. that book that is your like, life's work. Yeah. That little grumpy brochure. Imagine taking a Beyonce B-side and going, that's who that artist was. That is that's the it. pinnacle. That Ring is Off, it. which is an excellent song. <laughs> it is a good song, but it's not It's not, it's not, not representative. No. <laughs> Let's be clear. It is not formation. No, it is not. It is not even a hold-up, I would yes, say. Correct. Or a freedom. Yeah. There's a lot there. So it's like going ring off is is the pinnacle of Beyonce's godlike talent. But yeah, that's a, it. Is a good point to go that thing that thing you wrote when you were really pissed off and yeah. shit. I wrote a dreadful play <laughs> in the worst part of my life. I was not in a good place, and, and it got I mean, it was produced, and that is not that is something I would never wish to <laughs> see the light of day but again. Apparently, if we atone. An adjective to that because of it. Like but, we we use it now in our lexicon as like to be like a Bur- a Burton experience or yeah, right. that guy's a Burton. Yeah. Trump. That's Donald never going to happen to you because your last name is Christian. Yeah. Which is already, which in itself is ironic. That That's what I say when people are like, how do I spell that? I'm like, like the religion. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned, David? <laughs> I've learnt that a religion named itself after you. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Yeah. I've learnt that Machiavelli was badass. He was a bit upset. He was a bit grumpy and wrote some things. And that the point I can't get out of my head is that we use the same word for a psychiatric illness as we do for, like, one of the the father of political thought and political science. That's messed up, but also explains a lot. Mm. Good research, mate. Thank you. Well done. That's a great topic. High five to your wife. High five, wifey. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to, Please on. do. That would be great. That would be great. Tell, Tell your me. friends. Tell your mates. That's right. That's the name of the show. I see what you did there. Where can people find you, Claire? People can find me on Instagram at Claire and Pearl. Where can people find you, Dave? People can find me at Dave Burton Writer. And if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.